Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 7th, 2022. I'm teaching a series right now entitled God's Grace in Our Faith, and this is part 30. Part 30. If you, <laughs> yeah, you should probably go back if you miss any of these messages. Go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. All the messages are there. They're all there for free. Or you can just subscribe to the podcast. Search for Rick Pena on any of your podcast uh, stores, and you'll be able to see the Rick Pena podcast. Download it. We have like 2,700 episodes. They're all there for free. So this is God's grace in our faith, part 30, winning the war within. When I was teaching on the grace of God, somebody questioned me. I teach on the grace of God all the time. And this question I get all the time, well, what do you mean? You know, uh, uh, you're talking about grace, 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 but what about like, you know, so does that mean that you just are free to sin? And then I've already taught that no, grace is not a license to sin. Grace means you're free from sin. But if you really want to be holy, like if you really want to walk in holiness and righteousness, guess what? You need the grace of God. We learned yesterday, and I'm going to talk about it again today, that you can't do it in and of yourself. So yes, under the new covenant, we're under grace. That doesn't mean that we're going to live a life of sin. No, that means that actually we are empowered by God to live free from sin, that the God's super is on our natural, and it empowers us to do things that we could never do without him. That's how we live like God. That's how we are holy, just like God is holy. We're going to talk about it today. Winning. The War Within, Part 2. All right, so let's get into the word. John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Yesterday we looked at Galatians 5 and 17. Let's go back to all of that again today. John 1 and 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 and 17 from the Passion Translation says, once you're born again, your self-life craves the things that actually offend the Holy Spirit and hinder the Holy Spirit from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. So then, these two incompatible and conflicting forces are within you. <laughs> so you have this self-life, the life of the flesh, and the new life, the life of the spirit. And these two, they're warring within themselves. The New Living Translation says the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Holy Spirit gives us desires that are opposite to what your sinful nature wants. So these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free. If you don't win this battle, you're not free to carry out your good intentions. You're not free to go be you. If you can't win this battle, because while you're trying to move forward, your flesh is pulling you back. <laughs> and while your flesh is going this way, the Holy Spirit is pulling it back. And so you win. You have this war on the inside and you have to win the war within so you could go and be free to be the man or woman God has called you to be. What does this mean for you today? I'm talking about three things. I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, 
Here we go. Right up front, though, before I get into this first point, to put this in the chat, say, I'm going to win the war within. Say, I win. Say, I win. I'm winning the war within. You got to speak that over your life. You got to believe it. All right. So three things. Number one, here we go. You need God's grace to win the war within. I'm talking about winning the war within, but you can't do it without the grace of God. So the apostle Paul is teaching us that after being born again, now I'm, I'm being clear that this is after you're born again. When you're born again, while it is true that God's spirit is in, inside of you, once you're born again, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit has taken up residence inside of you. It is also true that at the same time, you have an old mindset. And so you have this old mindset that is warring against the Holy Spirit. And conversely, the Apostle Paul is teaching that the Holy Spirit is leading us to do things that are clearly against your old mindset. And so Paul calls these two, the Holy Spirit and your old mindset, incompatible and conflicting forces within us. And these two forces within us create a war within. So if we don't win the war, how do we win the war, Brother Pena? Well, we die to self. We yield to God. We meditate and medicate on the word of God. We, we die to our own selfish desires. If we don't do, die to self and yield to God and get God's word down in our heart, we run the risk of never fulfilling our destiny. We risk getting to heaven only to realize that we spent our whole lives becoming something or someone or doing things that we were never called to, to be or to do. I don't know about you, but I'm determined. I don't want to get to heaven only to realize that I, I missed out. I wasted the one life uh, that I have, right? Eminem said, you only get one shot. So I, I only get one shot at this thing. And so, no, no, I only get one shot. I'm not going to waste the one shot. I'm not going to waste the grace. That's why I'm so determined to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to do. And it's by his grace and it's for his glory. I want to get to heaven and I want to get there empty. I want to get out of me everything that God deposited in me while I'm in the land of the living. So I know I have to die to sin. I have to die to self. I have to die to selfish desires in order to become the person that God called me to be. I must place God's will above my own. I must yield to God to be a disciple, to be a follower of God. I must win this war within. And I pray that if you're watching today's word, you feel the same way, right? We're on the same journey. You want it. You want what I have right? What I want. You you have the same desire that I have. You don't want to waste the grace. You, you don't want to miss out on this one opportunity that you have to represent Christ in this world. So to be clear, you can't do that. You can't maximize your purpose and potential without the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you can never become the man or woman you are destined to be. Without the grace of God, you will never win the war within. See, I talked about discipline yesterday, discipleship yesterday. Guess what? You can't do that without the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you won't have the discipline. Without the grace of God, you won't have the power to live free from sin. I'm teaching you, and I teach you all the time, to find, follow, and finish your divine assignment before you die. I'm going to find it. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to finish it before I die. So I discover it. I develop in it. I deploy into it. And I'm going to accomplish it. I'm going to arrive at God's overall destination for my life before I die. I'm going to leave a, a mark in this world. I'm going to leave a legacy of righteousness that will be transferred to the second and the third generation. My grandchildren will be walking in the blessing of the decisions that I made, like the repercussions and the, and the, the ramifications of my decisions and actions by the grace of God will still be felt to the second 
and the third generation. My, my grandchildren will benefit from what I'm doing right now. Guess what? That type of impact doesn't happen without the grace of God. So you need the grace of God to find, follow, and finish. You need the grace of God to become who it is that God has called you to be. You need the grace of God to be able to leave an impact to the second and third generation. Say, I need the grace of God. Put that in the chat. I need your grace, Father. I need the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you can't do it. It is God's super on your natural. Say amen to that. Number two, change is possible, but just don't expect this change to happen overnight. This is a, a, a frustrating thing that happens a lot of times. Let's say um, somebody comes to Isabella and I. Isabella and I have been walking with God for over 25 years. And um, let's say somebody starts to talk to Isabella, hey, mentor me or talk to me or whatever. And they they see where we are and they go, man, I want that. And they they expect to be, you know, they, they you look at somebody and, and you see the glory, but you don't know the story. And then people expect to be where you are overnight. And, and like, like you haven't been doing this for over 20 years. Like, this is crazy. The apostle Paul said, listen, this thing is going to happen, but it's not going to happen overnight. The sinful nature, Paul says, wants to do evil. You could be born again and you still want to do evil. So the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Holy Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature wants. And these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out good intentions. You want to go be the man, the woman that God called you to be, you got to win this war with him because if not, you're going to be so conflicted that you won't be free to go out there. See, when you first come to God, you accept Jesus as Lord, you're born again, everything is new, right? Oh man. And you you hear uh, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, uh, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are gone. Behold, all things become new. All things are of God. And you're like, yeah, new. Look at your neighbor say, I'm new. I'm new. High five your neighbor say, I'm new. I'm new. And you get all excited until you curse somebody out. <laughs> and then you curse. I, mean, I remember I used to curse so much. I got born again. I didn't curse for like three days. I was like, oh man, this is great. Until somebody says something and then I cursed out. I was like, oh man, where'd that come from? Listen, you're, yeah, you're new, but then you're being new. You're, you're new, but then you're becoming new. And so you have to learn how to become the reality of what ha has happened in the spirit. So the Holy Spirit, when you first get born again, the Holy Spirit is new. And so he's so new to you that he begins to, to lead you to have urges for things that you've never done before. Uh, I, I know like for me, worship was one of the, like, I never worshiped before. And then I had a desire to worship and that kind of thing. So then you find yourself with desires that you never felt before. And, and you find yourself with these godly urges and impulses to do things that you would not normally do. Okay, let me give you a couple of examples. Let's say you just got born again and the Holy Spirit is leading you to react and respond in different ways, right? So let's say at that point, someone confronts you. And <laughs> when somebody confronts you, they come up against you, they all up in your face. Your natural tendency in the, in the past, your natural tendency would have been to fight back. See, I was raised, I was born and raised on the streets of Brooklyn. Uh, so, go, hey, where I, the way I was raised, watch it now, I, my natural tendency was to fight back all the time. I was programmed to fight back. And so, so all of a sudden, somebody says something I don't like, and I'm programmed to fight back. All of a sudden, somebody says something I don't like, and I've been all my life programmed to fight back. And then all of a sudden, I feel something that something is actually a someone, it's the Holy Spirit. I feel something on the inside of me saying, let it go. 
I need you to pass on this opportunity to retaliate. I need you to give them a pass. And I'm like, give them a pass? You must be great. And I'm like, no, I feel this impulse on the inside to do something I'm not, like I wouldn't normally do. Give them a pass. And this is weird at first, right? Because these, these impulses are not part of your perceived norm, but it's actually the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is trying to get you over to a new normal. So, so, so the Holy Spirit is trying to get you over to a place where God's normal, God's desire, his word, his will, his ways is your normal. Put this in the chat. Say God's normal is now my normal. So the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to a place where God's normal, his word, his will, his ways is your normal. His, his, the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to a place where your soul, your mind, your emotions, your will, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make decisions lines up with the way God thinks and feels and makes decisions. And so he's trying to get you to a place where God's normal becomes your normal and it's through the Holy Spirit. Let me give you another example. Let's say you do something that you've been doing for, for years, right? And you haven't really thought much of it. You just do what you've been doing for years. And all of a sudden, the pleasure that you used to get from that thing is no longer there. Now, you know, you, you guys, have, yeah, I got some witnesses on here, right? So let's say you're doing something that, you know, you've been doing for years and all of a sudden the pleasure is not there anymore. And then God, the Holy Spirit, begins to speak to you and says, I need you to stop doing that because it's not good for you. Now, you know that the voice that you're hearing in your heart, which is the Holy Spirit, you know that that voice is telling you to stop. And you know that it's the Holy Spirit. And you know that he's telling you the right thing. And you know that you no longer have pleasure in it. And you know that you should stop. But since you've been doing it so long, come on now, come on. But you, since you've been doing it so long, you just do it anyway. And now the voice in your heart, the Holy Spirit is saying, no, don't do that. But then you have like programming your old nature that is overriding the voice of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is saying, don't do that. I need you to stop doing that. And you do it anyway. And this goes on for a while. And you're having urges from the Holy Spirit to stop, but you're programmed to do it anyway. And so now you have these, this programming that is contradicting the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is contradicting your programming. And because you've had built up bad habits. And so now you have these bad habits that you built up over years or decades. And, but the Holy Spirit is telling you to stop, but you don't want to stop because you've been doing it for so long. This is the war within the apostle Paul is telling us, this is the war within in order to win this war. Well, brother Pino, what do I do? Okay, calm down. I got you. I got you. You got to get in the word. You got, you got to renew your mind with the word of God. You, you got to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. You have to spend time with the Holy Spirit. The word contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. The word of God will teach you about the God of the word. And so the more word of God down in you, you get down in your heart, the, the more God of the word that you're going to have. You're going to know him on a greater level. You will understand how he responds to things. You will understand how he thinks about things, how he feels about things, and you will learn 
learn to, to want what God wants and to feel like God feels. And why? Because you're meditating and medicating on the word of God and you're spending time with the Holy Spirit. And so now the more I'm in the word of God, the more I learn the character, the attributes, the nature of God, the more apt I am to be hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And now I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And now part of discipleship is not just hearing God, but obeying him. And now I'm going to start to obey God. And to be clear, this type of transformation doesn't happen overnight. So, so like if you were programmed to be nasty to people <laughs> and, and, and you wind up, you're born again. Now you're singing in the choir, but all of a sudden you went off on somebody. Know that it's not going to happen overnight. Don't beat yourself up over it. Repent receive forgiveness, and it's time to move forward. You have to develop the discipline, the determination to study the word of God, to spend time with the Holy Spirit so that you can become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. You know what that's called? Newsflash, discipleship. God never called us to just get people born again. God called us to make disciples. We're supposed to be making disciples, teaching people how to live godly, teaching people how to walk in holiness, teaching people how to be examples of God of heaven on this planet. And I'm talking about the grace of God. So the grace is not a license to sin. You were sinning without a license. Over time, as you're walking with God, now watch this. You keep repeating this process and you're going to grow. The impulses to do right will increase and the voices to do wrong will be more muted. And before you know it, you're on the path to your destiny. And, and, and you, you will wake up one morning. Listen, I've been there, I've experienced this, and I prophesy this over you. You will, If you go down this path, you will wake up one morning and realize, man, I've changed. Like for real, for real. Like I'm You will wake up one morning and realize that your old man is dead. And the, and the life that you're now living at this point is a whole new life. Like the, the, the Rick Pena from my BC days, that guy died a long time ago. And so, so I came to this realization years ago. And I pray that you experience what I'm talking about. That you, you wake up one morning and be like, man, for real, like I'm a, I'm a whole different person. And at that point, your old life is gone. It is dead. And you're living a new life. This is the life that God destined for you to live from the foundations of the world. And when you get to this point, everybody's going to notice it. People were going to notice. They will know that, wow, that's not the same person from his BC days. Like, like that person is dead and gone. I run into people all the time. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Charlie Mike, that's on here. He was my SAR major when I was the E5. When I went to the E6 board, he was uh, he was the SAR major. He was my, my battalion command SAR major. Like, so he knew me in my BC days. I don't even know what he remembers about me, but I know I used to curse like every third word. Phil, foul, Phil, foul, Phil. The old man is gone. I'm talking about that's my BC days. I've become a new person. I run into people all the time that knew me from back in the day. Old Pena. I remember in Germany. Oh, snap. They're pretty rigging what they call that's what, you know, now, dude, that, that man is gone. That 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 person is dead. I remember you from the K-Club. Yo, hey, watch it now. That person is dead. Oh, for real? And they get to know me now. They go, oh, for real? This dude is a whole new person. See, Abram, the idol worshiper, he, he, he had to die. He died so that Abraham, the father of faith, could live. Gideon, the scared farmer, had to die. He died so that he could become a mighty man of valor. Simon, the fisherman, died so that the apostle Peter could become a fisher of men, so he could live. Saul of Tarsus, the Pharisee of the Pharisees, he died so that the apostle Paul, called to the Gentiles, could live. And Rick Pena, the young, brash, angry, and arrogant young man that I was, you didn't want to know me back then, he died. And now, whoever I am today, as crazy as I am, now I get to live by the grace of God. And I pray that you experience the same transformation. Listen, it's not going to happen overnight. Discipleship is not a one-time event. 
It's a lifelong commitment to becoming the man or the woman that God has called you to be. But if you go, if you go down this road, you're going to wake up one day and realize you're a whole new person and then your family will acknowledge it. Let me just say this about my family and then I'll go on to the third point. Um, so I remember when I first got saved, you know how it is when you first got saved, uh, Paul says that you have zeal with no knowledge. I told everybody that was going to hell. I told my mama she was going to hell. I did. I did. Oh, Jesus. And so, so like that zeal with no knowledge, that's so arrogant. That's so full of pride. And so I was like, oh, I found something. I found Jesus. Y'all going to hell, you know? And so that was stupid. But anyway, uh, it wasn't until years later, my family, they thought I was crazy. They didn't want anything to do with me as it relates to like my born again experience because I had zeal with no knowledge. And then it took years, say years, but after years, and then I really became a disciple of Christ and really that old man was gone. And then I was full of pride. All of that pride was dying off. And now I'm living as the man that I am today. Now my family acknowledges and honors the anointing on my life because they can see Jesus in me. But they couldn't see Jesus in me when I was young and brash and arrogant and telling everybody they were going to hell. Even born again, like you could be born again, but you, and then watch this. Once you first get born again, you, you, you're hypocritical because you're telling everybody one thing, but then you're not even doing it yet. Let me explain in my third and last point. Walking with God is a journey and not a destination. So one of the reasons why I'm teaching you about the differences between the old covenant and the new covenant is because I want you to be free. Put this in the chat. I am free from the pressure to perform. You need to say that. Speak that over your life. Say, I am free from the pressure to perform, right? You got to be free from that. So the reason why I'm teaching you the differences between the old covenant and the new covenant is because I want you to be free from the pressure to perform. This freedom in the Holy Spirit liberates you so that you are free to be that person. Because Paul says, while you have this war going on, you're not free. You can't even move forward because you're always, you know, uh, fighting on the inside. So if you live your life focused on rules, like Old Testament, if you live your life focused on performance-based religion and, and, and complying with a bunch of rules, you will inevitably fall short. And you're going to beat yourself up because of your own inadequacies. And the problem with living this way, living performance-based and not living grace-based, is that the spotlight is on you instead of the spotlight being on God. So the spotlight is on you and you and what you're doing instead of the spotlight being on God and what he's already done. So the apostle Paul went to great lengths to teach us about the war within in Galatians chapter five, after teaching us in Galatians one, two, three, and four, and earlier in chapter five about the grace of God. So in the whole book, he's talking about the grace of God. So in context, the apostle Paul is saying, listen, guys, the only way to win the war within, the only way to overcome the impulses of the flesh, and the only way to give yourself fully to the Holy Spirit is by embracing the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you can't do it. Without the revelation of God's grace, you will never win the war within because you will never see yourself as anything but a conflicted person with hypocritical tendencies. Let me explain. When you first come to God, you see yourself a lot of times as a conflicted person with hypocritical tendencies. Sorry, you, you, you have moments when you do right, and then you have moments where you do wrong, where you succumb to the temptations of the flesh. And since you love God, you hate yourself. You hate yourself for doing the things that you tell others not to do. The apostle Paul said in Romans 4, uh, 7, 14 through 25, 
for the will to do good is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find out, but that which I hate, that do I. And the more that I do it, the more I consent unto the law that it is good. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. He's like, man, there's this war going on. I want to do right. And the things I tell people not to do, I wind up doing it. And then I'm mad at myself for doing it. And I feel like a hypocrite because I'm telling people not to do it. And I'm beating myself up for being wishy-washy and inconsistent. See, that's going to keep going on until you die to self, until you get the word of God down in your heart. And that's why people say, I don't want to go to church. They're a bunch of hypocrites. No, it's a bunch of people that are a work in progress. That's all it is. There's a bunch of people that are a work in progress. And so until you realize, man, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm not worthy today. I'm not going to be worthy tomorrow. I yield to God. God, I can't do it without you. Until you get to that point, you will never walk in a level of holiness and godliness and righteousness that exceeds anything that you could ever do on your own, because at that point, you're not doing it yourself. It's the grace of God. So my prayer for you is that you embrace the grace. My prayer for you is that you live free from the pressure to perform. Listen, I want you to go to heaven. Look at me. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm going to heaven, but I shall enjoy the ride. I'm going to heaven, and I'm going to enjoy the ride. I need you to enjoy the ride. I need you to be free. Embrace the grace to enjoy the journey. You don't want to just be saved and miserably saved. I know people that are saved and just mean jokers. You know why? Because they're focused on rules. They're focused on performance. They're saved, but they're miserably saved. And so you, you want to enjoy. The only way to enjoy the journey is by embracing the grace of God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus to die in my place. Jesus took on my sin. I now take on his righteousness. Not only am I made new in Christ Jesus, but I also embrace the grace to live in the newness of the life that he provided. By your grace, Father, I win the war within. I win the war between the impulses of the Holy Spirit and my flesh. Your grace is on me to live as the person you destined me to be. So I embrace your grace and I live as the best version of myself. To do so, I must meditate and medicate on your word day and night. And I must spend time with the Holy Spirit. I declare that I do. By your word and by your spirit, I am changed. I reflect heaven daily. I am a human conduit of the divine. My old man is dead. I am alive in Christ. He lives in me and he lives through me on a daily basis. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Living with a revelation of your grace, I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. <laughs> so apply it and prosper. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Uh, so listen, if you're not getting my notes and you want my notes, you get it for free. Go to todaysword.org. 
click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. Two things real quick. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I'd like to read those. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.